الحمد لله وكفى سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ قال موسى لقومه اذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ أنجاكم من آل فرعون يسومونكم سوء العذاب يذبحون أبناءكم ويسحيون نساءكم وفي ذلكم بلاء من ربكم عظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسلمين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم if the brothers are comfortable they can you know come a little closer in toward the middle if um inshallah now that we have a little bit of <clears throat> so in the last gathering we had discussed the emphasis that our deen places on being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to creation for the things that we have and generally just to appreciate things. And the reality is that this is uh, generally underemphasized by the community. And the there's no limit to how much we can speak about this. You know, we talked last week about, or last time about how Allah ta'ala says, That if we were to try to take account for the ni'mas, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us, we wouldn't be able to account for it. Well, then that just means that we're just short of reminding ourselves also of these blessings and what it means to really appreciate those things that have been given to us. Um, and, you know, the, the, it's just, it's like an endless, it's like an endless discussion of how grateful we just as human beings in particular uh, servants of Allah how grateful we should be um, I've mentioned this before but there is a relatively famous book uh, called um, I forget I'm forgetting the name of it now uh, something one in a thousand or something like that or uh, anyways it's it's basically written by an author who this epiphany hits him that how appreciative he should be for the little things in his life. And uh, A.J. Jacobs is his name. And he talks about just like this cup of coffee. And every morning he has a cup of coffee that he gets from his local coffee shop. You know, many of us have this routine of being caffeinating ourselves in the morning. And this is pretty routine for most people. We don't think about the details and the nuances that are involved in how I can acquire a cup of coffee. We just pour the cup of coffee, we drink it, we're done, and that's the end of it, right? At most, we might say... Uh, Alhamdulillah um, But this person He realized that Look just for one cup of coffee So many things Had to occur In order for that cup of coffee To come to him in the morning Like for instance The uh, You know Just the coffee beans Needed to be grown They needed to be roasted They needed to be transported They needed to be ground They needed to be You know There's just so many steps It's not just The cup of coffee Just magically appears in your hand Start to finish, it could take weeks and weeks for that coffee to reach your hand. And how many moving parts are there? And how many different systems are there? So because he, this hits him, he uh, one day re- decides to write a letter to every single person that had some role in that cup of coffee coming to him. A thank you letter, a thank you card. So he wrote a thank you card to his barista, the same person every day that would serve him. He wrote a thank you card to the 
the person who uh, mopped the floor or the cleaned the floor in the uh, in the coffee shop that he'd pick it up from because obviously if that wasn't clean there would be no coffee shop he wrote a thank you card to the electrician of that building wrote a thank you card for the to the trucker the truck driver that actually transported the beans you know he tried to track down as many people as possible that played a role in that cup of coffee and he wrote a thank you card to these people right just to show his appreciation for something as small as a cup of coffee because it is a big deal. A cup of coffee is a big deal if we really think about it, right? One plate of food, it's a big deal if we really think about it. I mean, one plate of food that has, let's say, six or seven ingredients in it, where did all those ingredients come from? Who, you know, what steps were required? Where were they grown? Where were they processed? How, who transported them? I mean, all of these things had to come together for this one meal to, for this one plate of food to come before me. It's incredible, Right, every drink, every meal we have, you know, the the lighting in the building, for instance. Like, where do, I mean, we're, we're praying in the masjid, we're comfortable because there's light, but like, how many people were involved in this light coming to us? You know, there's electricians and there's the companies that generate electricity. There's the people who invented electricity altogether or discovered it, I should say. I mean, have we ever thought to thank them? Because without their contributions. Uh, and without their efforts, we wouldn't be here. There's the people who pay the electric bill. There's the people who maintain the electricity. There's people who maintain the wires when the power goes out and the wires go down. It's a windy day today. I mean, there's some or someone's taking responsibility for this. I mean, if we really think about each and everything that comes to us on a daily basis, just in a single day, we wouldn't be able to account for the blessings. We, it's impossible we wouldn't be able to account for it. And I'm not even talking about appreciating Allah Ta'ala for obviously being behind all this. I'm just talking about the, the, the steps along the way and the people that he's appointed to, 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 have, to have these things come to us. You know, and if many a times when we're thinking about gratitude and being grateful and being appreciative, you know, maybe for some, some people are like, well, I, things are really difficult, right? Like, I mean, this, this difficulties I'm undergoing is just, it's really stressful right now. But there's no one in the world that can't be appreciative for something and that can't be grateful for something. No one is in a circumstance where they cannot be grateful or cannot be appreciative. Anyone who's alive should be appreciative because you know, what's the most important gift or blessing that we're giving constantly? It's uh, the present moment or the coming moment right before us. Like that's not something that can be generated by a human being the ability for me to experience the next moment, this pre- present moment, for instance. What a blessing. I mean, what, what did you and I deserve to have this, right? I mean, our heart could stop right now, and that's it. All the rest of our time is done. There's no additional moment. So, I mean, really with every breath, there's some degree of appreciation that the believer should have for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. It, it's just an endless, it's an endless, when you start thinking about it, when I start thinking about it, I'm, sometimes I just get lost in thought, like how, how am I going to begin to account for all these things? Like I, it's enough for me to have to try to pray and try to engage in my God and try to maintain, you know, so, but then, then it's like, okay, well then if I have to sit and do shukr to Allah, that's like an all day ibadah and all life ibadah because there's just that much shukr to do. And then not just shukr of Allah, but also the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed. If I have to do shukr of all these people, I mean, I'm just, you're just at a loss for how, uh, how, how blessed we are. Right? It's just, it's hard, to, it's hard to calculate and fathom. Now there's an interesting story in the Quran that I want to share that ties into this, this idea of gratitude and, and being grateful. And we talked about this last time and also in, in the khutbah yesterday. Uh, and I just want to continue. 
you know, in, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks in Surah Al-Ibrahim. Surah Al-Ibrahim, he talks about uh, the story of Musa alayhi salam, or parts of the story of Musa alayhi salam. And he gives the example of Musa alayhi salam when he... Uthkuru ni'matullahi alaykum idh anjaakum... Okay, so the, the, the scene is this, right? We know Musa alayhi salam and the people of Bani Israel, they were persecuted by Fir'aun. Right? And this was for generations and generations and generations. They were persecuted. They were tortured. They were forced into labor. They had these sort of military uh, camps where they would be protected and had to, uh, not protected, but had to be contained within this. Um, and in that circumstance, uh, depending on what year you were born, all the males that were born were to be essentially sacrificed. Right, so every other year there's a thing because they knew that if 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 men grew up, yeah, they make they're great for labor. But if these if these children of Israel, these men grow up, then eventually they're going to revolt and backlash against us. So we have to maintain the sort of population control. So they used to yudhbihuna abnaakum comes in the Quran. They used to slaughter, not just they not yudhbihuna, yudhbihuna like in mass sacrifice or just genocide, you can say of of young boys. And they used to keep the women, we keep the women alive. So, it's in this circumstance, Musa salam is now saving the people of Bani Israel, and now uh, they have this opportunity to essentially escape and go toward the Red Sea. And now the Red Sea, you know, we know the story, but Musa salam essentially waits there with his people, and the command comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to, you know, use his staff, hit the ground, and then the, the sea splits, and then they go right through. Right? They escape. Now Fir'aun and his army is behind. And they are essentially chasing uh, after him in the water, right through the water. And the people of Fir'a, Musa salam, they essentially get to the other side. The water comes down upon Fir'aun and his army, and essentially that's the end of them. So now the other, they're on the other side of this of the water, right? Now they're there. There's Musa salam. There's all these people, different ages, adults, older people, young children, and they have really nothing to their name except what they kind of escaped from. And where are they? They're in like the hot desert sand. They're in a relatively difficult situation, right? I mean, there's no internet, there's no cable, there's no water sources. You know, there isn't a Seven Eleven. You know, where they can okay, we cross the thing. Can we get you know a drink? Let's let's get something to drink, ice cream. We don't really don't have that option, right? So, uh, so this is the circumstance they found themselves in. So it comes in the Quran. Um, Musa, when Musa salam says to them, so what happens is they're in this circumstance, hot desert, and now they're like looking at Musa salam, like what next? You know, what's the next thing? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nayyar in the Quran, remember when, uh, uh, when Musa salam said, Udhkuru ni'matallahi alaykum. He said, at that point, he tells the people, he's giving them like this khutbah, Udhkuru ni'matallahi alaykum, id anjakum min adi fir'aun. Remember that the, the, uh, the, the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you all. Uh, when he saved you from Fir'aun. Uh, like, Musa is reminding them that, look, granted that this may not be the best circumstance, don't forget who, uh, don't forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved us from an even more difficult circumstance. In which case our children were being killed and we were being held essentially uh, in detention or in, in, in this, you know, indefinite detention. Remember that time. Right? Remember where? Remember the blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given before. Don't forget about that. And he says, uh, Then Musa salam says, Remember that time when your Lord, he's reminding them. Now, look, look uh, He says, remember that time. Or he says, um, uh, he, he reminds his people that if you are grateful to Allah, 
لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you are do, do shukr and you're grateful to Allah, لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That most definitely, right? Nun thaqila is being used here. The, 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 the morphology of the verb is one of strong emphasis. لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Most certainly, without a doubt, I will increase you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this. Right? So Musa is reminding them that don't forget that we have this general principle that if you are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Without a doubt, 100%, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always increase. Now there's so many lessons to take from this, right? You know, uh, look at the circumstance. Number one is these people are now uh, essentially in a situation where they're uncomfortable, they're in a desert, they're by themselves, they don't have land, nothing really to their name. And now you'd think that in this circumstance, what do we normally tell people that are in difficulty? We tell them, have sabr. You know, just be patient. You know, things will, things will get better. Be patient, be patient. And that's of value, right? There's no doubt about it. And a few ayahs before, Allah Ta'ala mentioned sabbar and shakur, like people that are patient. But in this particular circumstance, Musa Alayhi is not telling people, be patient, his people. He's saying, do shukr of Allah. Do, give thanks to Allah, right? Why? I mean, there's many reasons for this. One is that it's difficult to just tell people when they're in the difficult circumstance to be patient. Because they're like, yeah, I'll be patient, but this is... Still pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll just be patient. But and there's no active process when you're being patient. But in his wisdom, he says, okay, yeah, patience is one thing. But in this difficult circumstance, do something about it. What is that something that's in your control? Right. And here's the irony of this. Right. What is that one thing that's in your control in this very dire and difficult circumstance? It's actually to be grateful. So one, he's saying, do something actively. So fine, don't be passively patient. Be active and proactive about it. But what should I be proactive in? You know, should I try to run as fast as I can to the nearest city? Should I be proactive in complaining, you know, in bickering? No, he's saying, be proactive in thanking Allah. How ironic. Thank Allah, even though I'm in this circumstance. I mean, I'm not in a, this isn't great, right? But in this, even in this circumstance, Musa is telling them, be grateful, do shukr, don't forget what Allah Ta'ala did for you before. Right? So there's so many like hidden gems in this. So one, he's saying, don't be, so be, be proactive, but what you're going to be proactive in is to do shukr. And shukr, generally speaking, when someone's having difficulty, it's a lot easier to, uh, to remind them to be grateful to Allah than it is to remind them to be patient to Allah. Right? If you've ever been in a circumstance where you worked with people or interacted with people and you know, they've just really difficult, they've lost a child, they've you know, lost a job, or they've been diagnosed with a brain tumor, you know, it's, it's difficult. You know, tell them, be patient, be patient, be patient. And, and people try. But then you know, say, you know, be grateful for, for the other things that Allah has given you. And we talked last time about uh, how for every 99 things that go our way, there's one thing that doesn't go our way. And that's just what we become so focused on. So he then, so the, what, so, you know, the Quran, the verse says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you if you do shukr to him. So then the next question is, in this verb, is being used here, Allah ta'ala is saying, verily I will increase you, or increase you all. But there's no, um, there's no uh, direct object, there's no maf'ul bihi, he's saying, I will increase you, but there's no um, description of what they'll be increased in. Will they be increased in their iman? Will they be increased? If I do shukr, will I be increased in iman? Will I be increased in my love for Allah? Will I be increased in my wealth, my property, my etc. My, my, you know, whatever it may be. What is exa- what exactly? I mean, why is azi then that come here open ended that you will just be increased? And what the the scholars mention is 
the reason that it's open-ended is because shukr is such a powerful tool. Being grateful, in particular to Allah, but in general, being a grateful human being and a grateful person, it's so powerful that the benefits that come from it are unlimited. And they're not just in one domain. It's not just that if I do shukr to Allah because He's blessed me with a child, that I'm not going to get more children. Or that He's blessed me with wealth, that I'm not going to get increased in my wealth. Or that He's blessed me with a car and now I'm going to be increased in more vehicles. If we are grateful and do shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're increased, period. In every which way we need. There's, a, there's, a, there's, no, there's no bounds to how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us at that point. It's incredible. You know, uh, it's, it's fascinating because when we look at, um, we talked last time, I think, too, about how gratefulness is something that's being touted now just in mainstream culture, which is that people that are more grateful tend to be more happy and more content. You know, you compare someone who has, uh, uh, let's say, a million dollars to their name and someone who has $100,000 to their name. There's no correlation between who's going to be happier because once you hit $75,000, studies show there's no additional happiness that comes from wealth. But what there is a correlation with is if the million-dollar person is content and grateful for what they've been given, and the $100,000 person isn't, this person's going to be happier. And on the flip side, if the one that has $100,000 to their name and is grateful for what they've been given, and the one who has a million is not grateful, they're not going to be happy. We know there's that correlation. So we know now that because of this, gratefulness is really being promoted in mainstream. And so a lot of people are studying the power of gratefulness on the, on the human psyche and human well-being. And, you know, back like 20 years ago, there weren't many studies. There was like, I think like 100 and something studies and articles published on this. Now, every single year, there are over 150 scientific articles that are published on being grateful and, 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 having, and expressing gratitude, showing the benefits of it. Over 150 every single year that are being published on this. Right? And, and, and the benefits are physical. They're, it's known to be better for a person's blood pressure. It's better for people to have substance use issues. It's known to be mental as well or psychological. Like people who are more grateful and express gratitude, uh, they are less likely to be stressed, less likely to suffer from depression and anxiety, less likely to have issues of self-esteem. Um, it promotes people who are grateful in, in studies have shown that it promotes pro-social behaviors like cooperation amongst people so it really transforms a society when they're grateful it transforms a human being in their personal life when they're grateful now this is something that Musa salam, has told his people thousands of years ago and now it's coming to us through the Prophet in shakartum la'azidannakum that yeah, we didn't realize 25 years ago what azidannakum necessarily meant. Obviously, we had an understanding that it means Allah will increase us, but now we're kind of seeing before our very eyes how powerful shukr really is and how great gratitude is. That it affects positively every aspect and facet of our life. Our iman will increase, our taqwa will increase, our connection with Allah will improve, our sense of general sense of contentment will improve, our physical health will improve, our stress levels will reduce, and and in general, just the the, the day-to-day social and emotional illnesses that we deal with, these all improve with a person who's grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're grateful in general, but in particular, grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll, we'll be increased in every single way. So it really um, makes us think about, you know, our interactions with, with our things and, and, and the people around us. You know, like, how are we, are we truly grateful servants of Allah or not? You know, the, the, the pinnacle of how this is manifested is through the Prophet, how the Prophet, you know, showed us that 
you know, in the famous hadith, when Aisha radiallahu anha saw the Prophet standing in prayer in the middle of the night, and he was standing for such prolonged periods of time, that, and, and this was such a consistent practice, that his feet would swell and his, and, uh, and his, his feet would crack. And Aisha radiallahu anha asked the Prophet like, why is it that you're doing, going to such extremes, where even there's a, a bit of physical difficulty that you're enduring, like you're already forgiven, you're the prophet of Allah. Why, why do you need to do more than this? Like, why would you exert yourself to that degree? And the Prophet ﷺ to highlight to us what the pinnacle of shukr is, and it's essentially standing in the middle of the night and just praying to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala out of gratefulness. He says to his his wife, um, "Can't I afala akuna abdan shakura? Can't can't I just be a grateful servant? Like, do I, is, it, is it that I, we always have to do things because we're mandated to do them? Or we always have to do things because this is expected of being a righteous, of a Muslim? I mean, can't it be that I would engage in this deep form of worship just because I'm so grateful for my Lord, for, for everything He's done for me? So that's the pinnacle of, of, of presenting ourselves in shukra to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I think the, there's so much to talk about when it comes to being grateful and and, and, and we haven't even touched upon what it means to be, express gratitude to others. Um, but may, maybe in the future we'll sort of continue this discussion. I think the summary today is that we should be very mindful. Oh, sorry. Let me, let me continue. Let me, yeah. We should be very mindful of being ungrateful. Mindful of being ungrateful. Because as much as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the servant who's grateful, so much so that he'll increase the, that servant in every which way, shape, or form possible. Allah ta'ala continues the verse. He says, and for those people who turn away, kafartum here doesn't mean kufr like disbelief. He says, those people that do shukr, I'll increase them. And those people, kafartum, who turn away, meaning who are ungrateful, it's the opposite of shukr in, in the context of this. Know that my punishment is very, very strong. He doesn't say you will be punished, right? This is Allah Ta'ala's love for the believer. He's basically hinting and telling us that just be aware that if you're ungrateful, then this is the, this is this the, the, the opposite's possible, which is a very severe punishment. Waqala Musa, Musa goes on to say, In antum wa man fil This is such a powerful verse. It's so powerful that it should just really make us rethink about all of our complaining and bickering and ranting and uh, just, just in general, how you know we tend to be so dissatisfied. Musa alayhi salam says, uh, he says, "In takfuru antum wa man fil ardi jamia." And if you and the entire world collectively, collectively, um, uh, uh, underappreciated, or let's say we're unappreciative. Right? Again, kafara here is not being used for disbelief; it's for people who turn away from shukr. So if the you and the entire antum wa man fil ardi jamia, if you and the entire world collectively were ungrateful to Allah, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَانِيٌ حَمِيدٌ that know that Allah subhanahu wa taala is self-sufficient, meaning He's not in need of our praise or our gratefulness. Like it's not like us being thankful to Allah taala is going to change Allah in any way. It's not like us being thankful to Allah is going to raise his rank in any way. Us being grateful and doing shukr to Allah Ta'ala is purely for our own benefit and our benefit alone. Not only does it benefit us in this life, I, we talked about that earlier today, but it benefits us in the hereafter as well, right? So is, is, this is just a very powerful set of verses that highlight the importance of, 
of being grateful servants. You know, if we just look at our own lives, and this is sort of the summary, if we look at our own lives, we just spend way too much time focusing on those things that are perhaps apparently negative in our life. And and, and we spend more time complaining about search situations and circumstances and what we don't have and what other people have and what we wish we could have had and why we're not getting what we wanted to get and this and this and this. And it's just this endless... Um, even if it's not expressed, it's this endless internal state of dissatisfaction with what we have. But Allah Ta'ala doesn't appreciate that. I mean, we, we already talked about, if, if we had to thank Allah for one cup of coffee that we drank this morning, or that we drank earlier in the week, it would probably legitimately take us at least a full day to do so, if we factored in every account. So who are we to complain? You know, if we were to thank Allah Ta'ala for, you know, one breath that we have the ability to take right now, I mean, that, that in and of itself should take all day. There's, no, there's not much time in the day or, or, or effort to expend uh, that can be used toward complaining about some difficulty out of the thousands of blessings. It shouldn't be possible. Um, and and, and even if we find ourselves not having anything to be thankful for, let's just say that you know, our mind's being messed with and right now we can't think of anything. Well, what about the ability to just be alive and present at this moment? Like, who has, I mean, who's given, that's coming from Allah. No one else is going to be able, no human being can give us extra time in this world. No human being can give us this moment to breathe the air, to, to feel, to listen to sounds, to experience life. That's only from Allah. So, we should be very mindful. We should just be, the first thing is that we should just be self-aware of our, uh, of the statements that we make, either in our own minds or verbally toward other people, uh, that generally are a sense of underappreciation. It comes in different ways. Complaints, um, you know, wishes of things being better, etc., etc. These are all expressions of, of not being grateful to Allah. And Allah Ta'ala really doesn't like this. Um, and uh, and we should then, and, and once we have an awareness of of our state and what we say and what we do, then then we sort of shift into focusing on activities or focusing on things that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. And we talked last time about a habit of every morning and every evening before going to bed and every morning when we first wake up, spending a few minutes just doing shukr to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and thinking about the innumerous blessings that He's given us through the course of the night, the innumerous blessings that He's given us through the course of the day. It'll help us most certainly in this life and, and inshallah it'll protect us from any difficulty in the akhirah. I mean, Allah Ta'ala really, really appreciates grateful servants of His. Right? Grateful servants of His. Allah Ta'ala has, really, really appreciates this. And Musa Alayhi reminds us of this. So may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to be regular and consistent in expressing our gratitude to Him. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala protect us from being from amongst his ungrateful servants, um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be regular and consistent in our um, expressions of gratitude toward him. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.